Welcome, everybody, Shaggy's House of Horrors. I am your host, Shaggy. This is an Idiotville production, and I'm joined in studio with uh, my sidekick, as always, Nick. I'm Nick. Nick is here. Yeah. I'm Nick here. Nick knows I'm who back. he is. Yeah. We are back. Yeah. And this what, motherfucker. A month later again. I mean, these, yeah. uh, these holidays. Month. These holidays are cramping month our later style. again. The studio was closed for what? Like Mother's Day and then Memorial Day, whatever it was. Yeah. So so we were trying to do this last weekend, but, you know, we uh, couldn't do it. Been it trying to do it for, for a the, while. For the day of the memorial. Because when did this movie come out? Like May, beginning of May? Uh, yeah. 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 Nick's been wanting to do this one, so we're kind of uh, stepping into our own multiverse and uh, and... Hitting you with some Doctor Strange today, episode 20, Nick. Yeah, we're going to nerd Two, oh. the fuck out here. 20? Yeah. Can you believe it already? Yeah. It's crazy. 20. I feel like it's one of those numbers, too, with podcasts where, like, you're excited to get to it. Yeah. I don't know why I feel that way anyway. Yeah. And then with with the the way that we're going and the way that we're doing this, we're hoping by the time the show turns a year old in August that uh we'll hit 25 yeah which we should be able to do we might have to squeeze in a couple We're, a I, couple doubles um, but we'll do it yeah i have off work the 14th which is a tuesday so i'm thinking we can do one tuesday and i was thinking about the ones that we have done before and i don't think we've touched any italian horror yet besides talking about suspiria so i was thinking maybe the beyond for the Ooh, 14th yeah have you even watched it? I yet? have not watched it yet. Well, there you go. Yeah, and we both own it, so it'll be but easy I to swear. watch. I swear, I swear, watch so it. We'll, so we'll do the Beyond next for yeah for uh, Tuesday the fourteenth. Like I don't know, we'll come here like five thirty, whatever the heck it is. All right. So and and big big uh, big news coming on our front uh, in the fall. We're us and Idiotville are partnering up with somebody, and we'll give you more details on that as we get it. Right now, it's a little hush hush, but big things big things in the work, Nick for. Uh, for our pod and for the Erie area, and uh, we'll uh, let the fans know about that shit when it shows up. Yeah, for sure. Big, big tings. I feel like I don't have a voice today. The uh, the sloppy duck was a little slower than normal last night for some odd reason. At least on my end of, yeah. of karaoke, so I I sang a lot last night. <laughs> so my voice is a little. Ugh. Yeah, but you know, people don't really listen to this show for my voice. They listen to it for my opinions. In my or, voice. Or, or not my opinions, or whatever. But uh, Nick, the mailbag's back today. Good. We got one. John saved us John. one. Just one. Thanks, John. But that's fine. You guys need to that's cool. ask us more shit. Yeah. I, I mean, like to answer your questions. Speaking of John, Nick, uh, uh, Mr. Lyons, who does the Eerie Horror Fest, I just read that he uh, is doing a sequel to Unearth, so that's cool. We were just talking about how we want to uh, revisit the first one, so it'll yeah. be fun to see uh, where that goes. Yeah, it was a fun one, yeah. especially seeing something filmed locally. In Edinburgh, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good. Oh, and Erie Horror Fest is doing, I think, the first night that they're, uh, that they're opening, I guess, uh, Wednesday. They're doing Nosferatu, the silent vampire film, because it's it's like 93 years old now. Uh, They're playing it in the theater, and then they're they're doing the score with, with the actual organ in the Warner Theater, so huh. that's fucking cool. Yeah, that would be really Nosferatu. cool. Nosferatu. You know, we're going to have to... I'm, I think I'm going to buy it on blue, and uh, I think we're going to have to do that one. 
Because it'll be neat to watch a silent film. Yeah. It's said to be like the best silent film of all time, and it's a horror movie. So huh. fucking a, sign me up. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever even really watched any silent films. There was one that came out a few years ago. I forget what it was. Um, it was neat to see a, a silent film done in today's age, and it, I think it won like an Academy Award or something. I get the the name escapes me because it's not horror related, but um, yeah, I've I've always liked the idea of that. Uh, I feel like it'd be kind of weird with like, you know, no sound or dialogue, right. but I, I feel like it makes the watching experience interesting because yeah. sometimes we're so bombarded with explosions and, and musical scores and whatnot, which, which we talk all yeah. the time. I mean, a musical score in, in, in horror or anything else is very um, important to the overall experience of the film, especially in this movie too, with, with Dr. Strange. I mean, they got, uh, Danny Elfman, yeah, who did like who who's, I mean, super huge. I mean, he's no John Williams, but I mean, all of uh, Tim Burton's shit, yeah, and uh, I don't know, a few other films probably escape me when it comes to him. He was the voice of uh, Jack Skellington, and well, the singing voice of Jack Skellington in uh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas too. No shit. Um, so and that's what I like about the movie we're talking about today is that, um. I feel like for once, you know how some people complain that like uh, Marvel always has this formula that they follow. So you like know it's a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Right. And, and we talked about it before how Eternals was different, but I feel like it didn't grab a lot of audiences because the characters are unknown. You know what I mean? And and I talked about that before how I, I liked how Eternals was different and it didn't really feel like a marvel movie and then the last like 45 minutes it turned into a marvel movie for me and the thing i liked about doctor strange is that it marvel allowed sam raimi to go outside the box and be sam raimi so it basically turned it into a horror film and and that's what i liked about doctor strange is that it wasn't your normal marvel experience no and uh, we'll talk about that a little later because I did notice too, and I don't know if you noticed it, but when we saw it in the movie theater, there was a certain scene towards the end where I feel like a few people started walking out because yeah. they're like, this is just ridiculous. But I had a big smile on my face when it was happening because I'm like, this is Sam Raimi. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this right. is a horror, you know? And uh, so we'll get into that later. So we'll dive into the mailbag right now. Nick, let's fucking do it. Um, All right. John saved us. Uh, but and th- and this is the thing about the mailbag too, and I, I know you love it, and a lot of other people love it too. Um, I feel like you need to, as as a podcaster, uh, create a massive fan base to the point where you're getting a lot of these. And I feel like we're just not quite there yet. I mean, we have our loyal listeners. We have new people that dive in once in a while. I, I check the numbers all the time. We have people listening all the time, even when we don't do it for a month. We have 30, 40 listeners of people going back and listening to episodes that we've done previous. Um, so, you know, eventually I think it'll blow up. But yeah. uh, for now, John asks, hey, guys, love the show. Thanks, John. We love it, too. We love doing it. He says, I saw a trailer for Crimes of the Future, and I've never seen a Cronenberg film before. Uh, where do you think I should start with his films? The Fly. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny about us is like i'm always like man I, I wish we thought a little differently so there was more like 
back and forth like debates and arguments, but we, we have such the same brain when it comes to cinema, which is great, which is why we, we work so well together is because we're on the same page. Yeah. And when I first read this question, that is, that is the first one that I thought of. And, yeah. and I think the reason we both think that way too is I feel like it's, it's well, to, to me, I don't think it's as most popular because I love horror so much that, that I can name ones that people won't even know that I like better. Right. But I feel like The Fly is a good starting point because A, it was probably the one that got him on the map. Mm-hmm. And B, I think there's a lot of elements in The Fly that you experience to give you an idea of, of what he's like and what his films are like. Because I feel like The Fly has everything that his films have. Right. You know what I mean? Good good practical effects, but body horror is his big thing. And that's, yeah. you know, The Fly is a big transformation thing. And uh, and I feel like the overall vibe is kind of a, a great introduction yeah. to what he does. And Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum and Gene Davis, of course. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's a, a great starting point. And then I and I think you could just go it all kinda, over. The, it kind of eases you into his his world. Yeah, because his other movies are a lot more ridiculous <laughs> and <laughs> right. crazy. Yeah, it's a little more. Uh, I wouldn't say laid back or like stapled. It's just. It's it's an easier one to digest, I guess right. you could say, until you and then you can get in the scanners and Videodrome and right. and uh, and Crash is just not a horror film, but it's fucking wild and and I think Crash would be a good one to watch before you see Crimes of the Future because I feel like they both they both deal with like the sexual element of things and I feel like in that regard they're kind of not the same film, but they're both identical in that sense of, of of the subject matter that they tackle yeah so i feel like before seeing crimes of the future you should probably watch crash but crash will fuck you up so much that i don't know if you'll want to go into crimes of the future <laughs> the things about crime the thing about crimes of the future too is it just played at the uh Keynes film festival and there were a number of walkouts uh pretty early during that movie <laughs> and by the end there was a seven minute standing ovation so uh, yeah. only Cronenberg, and I, th- I feel like I think it's been like eight or nine years since he last did a movie, and only Cronenberg would have walkouts and a standing ovation in the same night for one of his movies. Right. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. Um, unfortunately, Nick Tinseltown didn't get it. Yeah. So of course we're gonna didn't. have to wait Welcome for that one. To Eerie Pa. Yeah. Right. They're like, ah, oh, a new Cronenberg film. Oh, nobody's gonna see that. Let's bring Morbius back on a thousand screens for a week. Who yeah. gives a fuck? Oh my God. Why? Right. I want to see fucking Jared no, Leto. Get it out of there. No. I mean, I love my Marvel movies, but I, I haven't even seen Morbius yet, so I can't say it's garbage. But I heard a lot of people say it's not very great. Tinsel Town letting us down once again. Like I was hoping, like even if it was there and had like one or two showings, like fucking go see it. Right. Like put it in one theater. And I wanted to see it so we could review it. Now it's like, what do we do? Google it and like drive to fucking Ohio to see Crimes of the Future. Like, uh, and it sucks because I want it to do well because I love Cronenberg, but I kind of want it to. I, I don't know if a movie, if it doesn't do well, gets released sooner. But I'm hoping that it's like a quicker no, release because do. it's smaller. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of the smaller movies, they pump the physical media out quicker. It's um, it's the same uh, studio that did uh, Titan 
or I guess tit- we call it Titan, but I, I'm pretty sure in French it's Titan. But it's the same studio, Neon, uh, that did that did that one, and uh, Erie didn't get that one either. So maybe it's yeah. just a studio to where they're like Neon, Neon yeah. Pictures, or whatever. They don't maybe they haven't? Because uh, I think like every theater like has a deal with certain studios and stuff, and maybe they just don't have a deal with that studio to play their films yet. I don't right. know. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. We might have to go see men soon, though, because, uh, I mean, I push him on the show all the time, but Alex Garland, I mean, Ex Machina is yeah. so fucking good. If you've never seen that yeah. movie and you want an introduction to his films, we, I mean, we did Annihilation on yeah. here. Yeah. But uh, Ex Machina, like, it's just, it was just so well done, and the ending's just mind blowing. And if you like Oscar Isaac, yeah. And then the, uh, the chick that played Tomb Raider was, was the lead chick in Ex Machina, and she did phenomenal, um, which made me want to watch Tomb Raider because of that. And, mm-hmm. and Tomb Raider was, uh, I mean, it's an action film. It was fun. Right. And she's hot. Yeah. And what's his name is banging her. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Michael Fassbender is dating her. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> and he's the man. Right. So David, as Nick would call him. Yeah. From the alien. Or Magnum. Did Hill. you see the, the uh, trailer for Prey? The uh, the uh, Predator, Predator movie. Hulu I thing? haven't. No, the I teaser. Haven't oh my gosh, it looks so good. Yeah, I just I just love that uh, franchise. I, I guess franchises because I guess you can kind of put Predator in line with Aliens as far. Well, because they right obviously they merged them over, eventually. Yeah, but I feel like they're kind of in the same universe, and and I'm excited for Hulu to uh, expand yeah. on both of those. I mean, they could they could do so much cool shit with that, and AVP just didn't do it. No, but they could. It could be a really great concept if they do it well. You know, how did they even think of that crossover? Was it a comic book at first, or was it just like, hey, let's just bring these two together? I'm not sure. Well, I do know that it, it might have been a comic. Well, at the end of Predator Two, when Danny Glover's in the spaceship they have alien heads on the wall. Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of like the inch, the background intro to like, Hey, if you catch this, guess what? Right. They fucking hunt aliens. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, I'm excited for both of those franchises to see where they go as long as they don't fuck them up, you know? Right. I mean, the one director from, uh, that did district nine and Chappie and something else. I forget what the other one was. Uh, he was originally supposed to do a direct sequel to Aliens, and then it kind of like got trashed, which which sucks because I think mm. that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, District but, Nine was great. Um, and uh, I guess I'm doing news a little early, but uh, the trailer for um, Halloween Kills drops this month, so look out for that. I'm I'm excited to see the, you mean the teaser. For Halloween that. ends. Sorry, did I say Halloween Kills? Yeah, that uh, was the last one. Yeah, <laughs> and you would think this energy drink would uh, help my brain cells. Vroom, vroom. It's killing them. Yeah. Uh, but so speaking of brains, no. Uh, yeah, but Doctor Strange. So let's get into it. The mind bending Doctor Strange. You know, it's funny. I've been waiting for Doctor Strange since the first Doctor Strange because I liked it so much. I'm like, yes, I can't wait for a second one. And, and as much yeah. as he was like sprinkled in other movies like Avengers and all that kind of stuff, right. he was there. But like. And he played a his, really big part in, in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Game for sure. But. I just, I wanted a, another standalone and it took forever. Yeah. But I guess they had the idea of a second Doctor Strange back in like 2016. Yeah. To start rolling with that. 
So, and we finally got it, Nick. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, it's based on the Marvel comics, obviously, featuring the character of Doctor Strange. And yes. uh, it's the sequel to Doctor Strange 2016. And there's a 28th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, directed by Sam Raimi and written by Michael Waldron and stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange and obviously evil Stephen yeah. Strange. So he plays double time. Yeah. Uh, and then Elizabeth Olsen. Actually, he pay, he plays three different Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, yeah. See, that multiverse shit. That's why I have Nick with me. He's going to guide us along today. This is Nick's show today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nerd El- now. Elizabeth Olsen oh, obviously returns yeah. as uh, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Scarlet bitch. You know what was weird about Wanda? Maybe you can explain this to me. In what does she show up in Civil War? That's where she should not Age of Ultron is. Oh, where she sorry. First shows A- up. Okay, Age of Ultron. She why, is in Civil War. Why too. was her uh, accent different then, and then switched to English? Yeah, I know. A lot of people have uh, it bo- talked about that. It bothers that. me, and it's yeah, it's really weird. I don't know why they did that, but. I guess because it's not her real accent and maybe, I don't know. It is weird. A lot of people talk about that. She had the Sokovian accent Mm -hmm. and then it just slowly like faded away. I think it might've been a actress decision. It might've been her decision. Possibly. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to do this voice all the time. I think it would probably make it, maybe make it easier to relate to the character if she's not I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of people do talk about that, where, yeah, she changes her accent throughout the movies. I'm going to uh, apologize. There's a couple actors in here. I I can't pronounce their fucking names for the life of me because they have the whole alphabet in them. But uh, Benedict Wong returns as uh, Wong. Yes. Yeah. That's easy enough, right? Yeah. Rachel McAdams is back. Yeah. His uh, love interest. Yep. She still Christine. looks good. Yeah, she, she does. doesn't age at all. No. And the notebook was like, what, 2004? She looks the exact same. Yeah. She plays two different Christines. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fucking multiverse, man. I wonder if there's I wonder if there's alternate versions of us out there. Or maybe we're maybe. still babies and we're napping and this is yeah. all a dream. Yeah, well that's the <laughs> the cool thing about this movie. They talk about how dreams are almost like portals into another dimension, you know. It's right. like when you dream you're actually it's actually you in another universe. It's getting, fucking wild. Getting into that uh inception shit. Yeah. I I don't know how to pronounce her. Zochito Gomez. Yeah, something. Yeah. She played America Chavez. Yeah. Yeah. And which is uh, a character in the comics also. And uh, America Chavez and a version of Doctor Strange in the beginning of this movie are being chased by a demon in a space between universes while searching for the book of Vishanti. Yeah. And uh, what is this book exactly, Nick? It's basically like it can basically it gives a sorcerer the power to do anything, basically. It gives you the power to defeat your enemies. And the the demons are trying to take America Chavez's powers, which is she can travel the multiverse. She can jump to different universes. Right. But she doesn't know how to control it. It only happens when she's in grave danger. Right. So Strange is killed during this uh, chase. Yeah. And uh, 
he gets stabbed trying to save and, her. And Chavez accidentally creates a portal that transports her and Doctor Strange's corpse to Earth 616, where uh, that universe's version of Doctor Strange rescues Chavez from another demon with, yeah. the, help, with the help of Wong. Yeah. Uh, and so during this scene, which is really important, uh, he buries his dead body of Doctor right. Strange yeah. in like all these rocks and shit. Well, uh, before that, they're uh, at the. Well, Doctor Strange, he has the dream. He ba- well, he wakes up and he was dreaming the whole time about him, about his this other version of himself and America Chavez running from this demon. Right. So basically, he was having a dream about what was happening to his other self. And then he, he meets her and to, realizes uh, that it wasn't a yeah, dream. Well, he goes to Christine's wedding and, you know, they're catching up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they start hearing people screaming and yelling outside. And there's like an invisible thing wrecking shit in the streets. And then he used as his sorcery to make it appear. And it's a big it's a one-eyed big... Octopus thing. Yeah, I heard. It, I heard it was in that What If show, which in in the uh, yeah in the uh, what's the what's the female version of Captain America uh, in that episode? The Captain demon Carter. was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and that, and that's where the horror element kind of comes into. It. But that's one thing about this movie too is like, you know, kids like these Marvel movies and. And while a lot of times it is a little more adult and a little more violent, a, a lot of them, one. Um, this one especially, and, and uh, this scene in particular is where you realize that A, it's a, it's a Sam Raimi movie all the way, and B, that it's not your normal Marvel ride, because when he kills this monster, he pops his fucking eyeball Yeah, out. he takes a lamppost and shoves it into his eye and rips his eye So that was fucking cool, because you're like, oh, that's when you knew, like, okay, I'm on a different ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, they sit down at the restaurant with uh, America Chavez, and she tells Doctor Strange about everything and how it wasn't a dream that he had; it actually happened to her and this other Doctor Strange. And, and so yeah, he's he buries like, the body, and yeah, and then he's like, "Oh fuck! Like this is like witchcraft shit." And he's like, "Who do I know that could kind of help us figure this shit out?" So he goes to visit Wanda. Yeah, and Wanda's in this field, this beautiful field, and just living off the yeah. trees well, and blah blah having, blah. Well, yeah. this is right after. If you watched WandaVision, this right. is where she's she hanging out after after farm. WandaVision. Yeah. yeah, she's. We go to her, and she's having a dream about her kids and stuff. And then she wakes mm-hmm. up, and she's out in the field, and Strange shows up, and he's like, "Yo, I need your help." Yeah. Like, he's like witchcraft shit's and going she down. She thinks that. She thinks he's there to talk about Westview, which is what happened in WandaVision, mm-hmm. which if you want to know what happened there, go watch it if you haven't yet. Yeah. And, and but uh, yeah, so massive spoilers in this episode. And he's like, "No, I'm <laughs> not usual. here to talk about Westview. I'm here to talk I need your help tracking these demons down." Yes. And then uh they're talking and she she mentions uh, America's Chavez's name and Doctor Strange is like, I didn't tell you her name. Right. And then she's like, And then oh, she's like, Well, guess what? This is actually isn't the world I'm living in. Yeah, and uh and he's fuck. like, Fuck, it was this is your doing. And yeah. it's because she's acquired the Dark Hold and has become the Scarlet Witch. What's the Dark Hold, Nick? It's a it's basically a book that uh 
powerful magic users can use to uh, do do crazy shit. Right. Do bad shit. And what other Sam Raimi movie has a book in it? Uh, the Evil Dead, yeah. which was his first the movie ever. Nomicon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so now you really know you're in a Sam Raimi movie because uh, there's a yeah. book involved. Well, the Darkhold did show up in uh, WandaVision at the end, too. Yes. Yeah. It sure did. But yeah, so she uh, she wants America Chavez's powers to travel to a different universe so she can be with her kids. Right. Her kids, which she created in Westview, so they really yeah. don't even her exist. Her kids, which don't exist in this universe, but they do exist in other universes, supposedly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, she's like... Uh, Um, she wants him to hand her over and he's like, no. And then she's like, all right. She's like, I'm going to come for her. And she's like, if you don't hand her over, it won't be Wanda who comes for her. It'll be the Scarlet Witch. Right. Yeah. And obviously so they, Strange is like, you're not getting Chavez, so yeah. screw you. So they go back to, they go to, uh, what the fuck? Is it Kamartaj or yeah, no, yeah? I think that's it. The Kamartaj, where yeah. uh, where Strange and all his sorcerers like live and train and whatever, yeah. and, and they uh, and she attacks it. Yeah, they get ready for her, and then she she just wrecks. She wrecks everything, yeah. and they even it's have like a massive great. like portal around, and, and you yeah, know all their like fucking shiny shit, and then she's like, "Screw you! I'm getting through all this." Yeah, they have a shield up that all the sorcerers are collectively making and then she gets inside their heads and makes the one sorcerer like freak out and breaks the force field and she gets in fuck she just starts wrecking everybody yeah to the point of extreme violence and and that's where it gets like really dark too yeah she like and like strange puts her in the mirror dimension and then she figures out that she can use like the reflections to like fuck to like mess with people and she and that's when she comes out of that mirror yeah and it's and, and that was really uh oh, sam raimi-esque start. too you yeah. know that, yeah a lot of horror elements when when she's around for sure it's like i'll twist it up and her bones are cracking <laughs> and shit and it's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty good i i mean and that's that's yeah. the thing i like about that it, it was weird going into this movie i didn't really think that she was really going to be the main villain at first and then when you realize that she is um it makes it a little different you know what i mean like i I didn't really expect her to be the super big bad in this but she definitely is and and that's what gives it the horror element because she is dark and magic is dark and that's why the book's called the fucking dark hold because it's not light right not light at all yeah so So uh, she 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 kills many of the sorcerers and then chavez accidentally transports herself and dr strange to earth 838 god this it's like watch before they get to earth 838 they're traveling through a bunch of different universes yeah and if you crazy uh, fucking scene if you're sensitive to uh what do they call that the people that are like photosensitive like flashing lights and shit like you can you you probably want to shut your eyes during that whole scene because it's fucking wild flashing through different universes and shit there's one universe where they're all animated and one where they're like made out of paint Mm -hmm. and it's just yeah yeah the paint scene's fucking insane uh it, these these names though it reminds me of like a Rick and Morty episode like yeah. Earth 838 Earth 616 Earth blah 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 and it's yeah. like 
it, it gets confusing. I mean, I like multiverse shit though, because yeah. I don't know, it makes you think and it's just fun. I feel like it's a really fun concept. Yeah. So yeah, they get to earth 838 and they decide that they're going to look for that earth doctor strange. Well, and during this time, uh, Maximoff is using the dark hole to dream walk. So what, what was yeah. dream walking again? I can't remember. She, yeah. So she uses the dark hole. She can basically go and transport her consciousness into another universe's version of her and control that body. So she finds her in that, in the 838 universe and with her kids takes control of her body of that version of Wanda's body. And goes and finds them. But while uh, that's happening, Doctor Strange and America Chavez, they go to this place where it, like, shows you, like, your most important memories and stuff. And it shows, like, America's parents, which are two uh, women. And they, she, uh, she's a little kid, and a bee lands on her, and she freaks out, and then she opens a portal and sends her parents through a multiverse portal, and she's never seen them since. Wow. Yeah. So that was, like, the beginning so of, like, like, her, her powers or whatever. Story. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, so they go, and they find, uh, they find the Sanctum Sanctorum in that universe, and Mordo is there. If you've ever seen the first Doctor Strange, she's, uh, uh, the one uh, black guy who at the end oh, shit. Oh, shit. knocking shit over at the end of the first Doctor Strange he's the, in the post credits scene he's like he turns evil basically but in this universe he's like still good I guess right but yeah and he takes them in and then they get they find out that Doctor Strange is dead in this universe there's a statue out front Oh, that's right. That says, like, the Earth's greatest hero or whatever. And he killed... It says that he uh, helped defeat Thanos. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then they find out that the person living there where the statue is held is Carl uh, Mordo. Yeah. Yeah, And Mordo. he's the Sorcerer Supreme in that universe. Yeah. And, yeah, they get locked up. And they meet another version of Christine, and she tells them about how they're in a different, like, about that universe, and that the Doctor Strange wasn't really good in that universe. He actually, like, he used the dark hold, and it fucked him up, and he right. was, like, dreamwalking and doing all kinds of fucked up shit. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, they meet the Illuminati. Oh, this is my favorite scene of the whole fucking movie. Yeah. The Spoilers. Lots of cameos. Yeah, lots of cameos in this one. If you don't want to know who shows up, leave. But, <laughs> or fast forward. But yeah, either about way. To, about to tell you. About to tell you. So he, uh, it, he goes to this kind of courtroom looking thing, Dr. Strange does. And uh, sitting there is uh, Peggy Carter as Captain America, basically. Captain mm-hmm. Carter. And then you have Black Bolt, which is he's an inhuman and base and he was in the inhuman show that I've heard is garbage and it's the same actor from that show too. Hmm. Well that's good. Yeah. Keeping it uh, you know. And then uh Maria Rambo, which is Captain Marvel's friend in the Captain Marvel movie. Mm. Uh Monica's mother. Yeah. And uh she is Captain America in this universe. And then uh 
Reed Richards shows up as John Krasinski. Which I heard all of the fans kind of wanted that to begin yeah, with. So. Yeah, he's been, he's been fan cast for a long time. They want him and Emily Blunt to... Uh, to be Reed Richards and Sue Storm. And Do you the think they'll get Blunt? Do you think they'll get... I mean, it will, there was news that he's set to direct yeah. uh, the f- new Fantastic Yeah, because John Watts, the director from Spider-Man, backed out, and now, yeah, they're saying that Krasinski's going to direct it, and you know how he likes to direct himself in movies. And his wife. Who, yeah, so yeah. Uh, there's a good possibility that they'll be playing uh, Reed and Sue in the in the Fantastic Four movies. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. So, so uh, cool. and then also, who comes rolling up on his sexy ass yellow fucking wheelchair? Professor Xavier. Yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart. Da-na-na-na-na. And it's cool. Da-na-na-na. Yeah, yeah. That's what I loved is like when he slowly rolls up, they they just slightly do the jingle of the '90s uh, cartoon, yeah. which is which is, which made the little kid and me giggle because I, it not only is it one of the greatest theme songs of all time when it comes right. to animated show, but they're yeah. like, uh, we're gonna give you a little tickle here, we're gonna tickle your balls a little right. bit. Yeah, it was great. So uh, yeah, then they tell they tell that Doctor Strange how. Uh, how the other Doctor Strange like uh, turned evil, and uh, he did help them defeat Thanos. But in his helping them defeat Thanos, he triggered a universe-destroying incursion, which basically makes two universe. An incursion is when two universes merge and cause problems. Hmm. Which a lot of people freaked out when they started talking about incursions. Because uh, that has a lot to do with the Secret Wars, which is basically a bunch of heroes from all different universes. They merged into one universe and started a huge fucking battle. Hmm. And then all the universes ended up merging into one universe at the end of that. So it's a good possibility that that's what's going to happen later on. So after defeating Thanos, Illuminati executed their strange to prevent him from causing more harm. Black Bolt killed him. Right. All Black Bolt kills people. He can, he just talks and that's his power. Basically. And, (laughs) and Mont and, uh, Mordo believes that Earth 616 is strange is similarly dangerous. Well, Earth 616 is strange is our Doctor Strange or no? Yeah. Okay. Yes. See, this is where it's going to get fucking confused. So, yeah, they think they think that our Doctor Strange is also, like, dangerous just like theirs was. Right. But then uh, Doctor Strange is like, no, we need to worry about Wanda. Like, she's coming. You guys better fucking listen to me. And they don't listen to him. They still think he's the dangerous part. They're like, we can handle your witch. Right. But she uh, reestablishes her dream walk uh, and arrives in her Earth 818 counterpart's body. Yes. And she's like, I'm coming for all you mofos. And she does. She mercs everybody. Mercs everybody. And this scene was great. Super violent for a Marvel movie. Yeah, man. Which just goes back to that different kind of ride I was, was talking savage. about. Like, Mr. Fantastic gets, like, pulled all stringy spaghetti. and Spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. And, uh, and the dude that screams gets his mouth sewn shut yeah. by her. And yeah. Then, M- hey, Reed Richards is like, Black Bolt can kill you with a whisper. And she's like, and, like, 
she is like what mouth like he, he says something about like he can oh he can open his mouth and right. kill you and she's like what mouth and then he can't speak he and she, his mouth shut. she blows he, the back of his brain well, no he tries talking all oh, right and blows his own head up that which was, was brutal that was probably my favorite part of the movie yeah. as far as violence slash yeah. action goes captain carter gets cut in half with her own shield Mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah, that was brutal. And then Captain Marvel gets a building dumped on her. <laughs> and then Charles goes inside her mind, basically, and it's a cool scene. And that was horror-esque, like, too, because uh, she's her normal self is, like, trapped in these rocks in or cave. whatever. In yeah. the cave, and there's by a rock. there's a TV sitting there, and it's playing an episode of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so she's, like, her other self is in there and she's like help me get out of here whatnot and then wanda basically uh she shows up in this inside this uh where he's inside her mind she shows up as the witch and comes up behind snaps him. his fucking neck snaps that shit it was it's just a crazy scene and and uh and yeah. then afterwards isn't she chasing them through like dark hallways yeah and shit. christine lets uh strange in america chavez out because she sees that they're not the problem scarlet witch is obviously so yeah they're running through the tunnel and all and the shit, illuminati and... was killed off except for mordo yeah and yeah that's when they're running through the tunnels and all that shit and they get to the space between universes which is where uh Chavez and Strange were at the beginning of the movie with the demon and all that going for the book of Ashanti. And then uh, Scarlet Witch shows up and destroys the book. And doesn't, book. and doesn't she have, while all this is going on, doesn't she, she has Wong back at their stronghold. Uh, yeah, he's tied up. Tied up. Yeah. Well, so he can't help anybody. Dark hold the dream walk. Right. But so then, he can't do anything about it. But then one of the... Uh, one of the uh, other sorcerers that we thought were dead is still alive, and she comes and frees Wong, and he stops her dream walk. And then uh, Chavez ends up... Yeah, no, Maximov t- destroys the book, and then she takes over Chavez's right. mind, and then she sends him to another universe which has been fucked destroyed by an incursion it's all the universe is all screwed up everything's all falling apart and stuff and the only person that seems to be still alive there is another doctor strange like a dark version. right the dark version of doctor strange and when when they finally battle off uh the thing i really liked and, and this is what brings danny elfman back into the fold is that they're the scene when they're battling they're battling with like musical notes because yeah. there's a piano like in the middle of the room. Yeah. And while they're battling, it's creating music. So I, I feel like Marvel is like, well, we got one of the best, uh, you know, composers in all of cinema. So let's just uh, give them free reign. And yeah. it, it just, it allowed Danny Elfman to just go off during the scene. And yeah. that's what I loved about it. It made, it made me smile as a, uh, as a, a movie fan because uh, they really let uh, Danny Elfman do what he wanted with that scene. And it was very effective. Yeah. I liked it. So, yeah, then uh, Maximov tries to take Chavez's powers back on uh, the other Earth because they're battling up on Mount Wundagore, which we forgot to mention. She 
the Darkhold got destroyed by Wong while she was dreamwalking, and she makes Wong take her to the uh, to Mount Wondagore. What is Mount Wondagore? It's like a basically a mountain that holds like she secret, can summon all this shit. Witch shit right right it has the original dark hold written on the walls because wong's like oh that was just a copy and there's uh an actual the actual uh dark hold is inscribed on the walls of mount wonder so they go there and yeah she's trying to uh take she has chavez like on the table and she's using the dark hold power to try to take her powers and then, uh, yeah, Chavez sends her to Earth 838, which is where she took control of her other self. Right. Where the Illuminati was and all that. And then uh, she's trying to, like, talk to Billy and Tommy, which her kids. Right. And they, like, start crying and freaking out because she's all fucking witched out and scary and shit, and they want her actual mom. Right. And this is when she realizes that she's, like, in the wrong kind right. of sort of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like, like, mom, oh, why are you all evil She's like, scared. my kids don't even want it. <laughs> they don't even want this version. And it's like, come on, you batshit crazy bitch. These yeah. aren't even your kids. You created them. Yeah, she starts realizing it. And then, uh, yeah, she fucking freaks out and destroys the mountain because mm-hmm. she realizes that well no while this is going on dr strange he uses the dark hold in the other universe to where dream the dark walk, dr basically. strange was to dream walk into his zombie body right and this is a buried. Scene, and that's a scene where a lot of people start walking out of the theater yeah. and i loved it because it i feel like sam raimi was like you know what we need in this movie because it's mine and everyone's like uh dare we ask and he's like i need a zombie just give me yeah. a scene with one fucking zombie yeah. and this is the the epitome for me as a sam raimi fan with the evil dead during this scene because like there's a scene where the zombie strange and there's a bunch of uh black arms and shit like holding them down and pulling them and it was just it was just such a raimi scene like that shot yeah was, it was uh, like spirits mm-hmm that were trying to stop him. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, Raimi was actually pissed about the What If show because they had zombies in that. And yeah. And they had, like, a zombie Doctor Strange in that. And he's like, what the fuck? I wanted to do this. I, I That was probably my favorite episode of those, though. Yeah. And I didn't even finish it. But, yeah, so Zombie Strange comes over there and he stops Wanda from taking her powers and, you know, and then... Uh, yeah. And then so obviously Wanda destroys the mountain and she gets crushed. We don't know. I mean, she's obviously not dead. No. But is she still bad, though? I don't think so. I think she got changed by what happened with her kids being all scared like of her she, and shit. Because she destroyed the dark hold in every single universe, Dr. Strange said. And she's a mutant, correct? Yes, in the comic book, so, she's a mutant. She's uh, so, Magneto's. Uh, daughter. So is Scarlet Witch kind of like her version of like Green Jay being the Phoenix? Is that like her tip top of her powers? Is being no, Scarlet that's Witch? just her name in the oh, comics is oh. the Scarlet Witch. Gotcha. Yeah. 
so she could come back and still be just yeah, as powerful and, and then comics that's that's like her superhero name oh okay yeah but in the show I mean I could be wrong about this too but in the uh, movies they kind of make the Scarlet Witch like a separate uh, entity almost and, and when she, it's like her bad part when she brought down uh, the the Mount Windigore, uh, it simultaneously destroyed all copies of the Darkhold through the multiverse. Yeah, so now there, so now there isn't one around. <gasps> yep. Which, yep, good, there's good no for more every, around. Good for everybody. Uh, and then sometime later, the uh, Kamar Taj is re-repaired, and the surviving sorcerer is joined by Chavez. Continue training. So Chavez is training with yeah, all the. So sorcerers. now they're they're training her to use her power. Well, they're. They're basically training her to be a sorcerer. Yeah. And, and kind of how to use her powers and stuff. And then all of a sudden, randomly out of nowhere, Strange well, develops this is a third a, eye. That's in the mid-credits scene. Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Strange, like, develops a third eye, which was totally... Uh, or no, it wasn't. That, you're right. It wasn't yeah. in the mid-credits no, scene. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, I mean, it has something to do with but the yeah, credits. At, at the end of the movie, yeah. Right well, the he end. develops a third He's eye from walking. the dark hold and uh, dream walking into a corpse. And then after yeah. that, it's the mid-credits Which, scene. in the comics, the third eye, like, is basically a power-up for him. It is? Yeah. So it's like his, so cho- his like chakra? Gets, yeah, he, like, gets even more powerful. So with his third eye. So he's dealing with chakras now. <laughs> he's aligning that shit hard. Yeah. Like and then, hard. yeah, so he's like, he drops to his knees. He's screaming in the street. And, and totally, a, again, another up. Raimi shot completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I love the fact that they gave him free reign in this movie. Because, I, and I, there was some director before him that dropped because of creative differences. I forget who it was. But. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Scott Derrickson. Okay, I had no he idea. Was who the the fuck that is. <laughs> he was the original director. He was the director of the first movie. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to apologize now for that whole recap of that movie because it gets slightly confusing being a multiverse. You, you know, you're jumping, jumping from yeah. Earth 838 to 616 and back and forth yeah. and back and forth. It's Definitely a, uh, need to watch it more so than listening yeah. to us blab it is, about it is it, much but. fun and the horror scenes you definitely have to watch them to kind of yeah and that's the thing everyone's talking about everyone's like raimi spider-man spider-man and it's like his original roots are horror and yeah. and, and there's a lot in this it's there's like, actually there's a lot of horror elements in those original spider-mans too yeah yeah but uh yeah so uh mid credit scene uh he gets approached by clea which is a sorceress who uh Lives in the dark dimension. She is Dormammu. She's related to Dormammu somehow, which Dormammu is the main, is the villain in the first movie. Oh, Who that's Doctor right. Strange traps in the dark dimension yeah. using the time stone right. and stuff. I like that and character yeah. too. So he's still alive, basically. So she is his, she's actually a really big love interest in the comics. Hmm. And that's Charlize Theron, yeah. too, I believe. They actually which. are they actually end up together in the comics. Hmm. So uh, and, uh, watch out for that. And depending on uh, when you listen to this, uh, it will begin streaming on Disney Plus on June 22nd. Yeah. Uh, and as of June 3rd, which I believe was yesterday as we uh, are recording this, yeah. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has grossed $379.5 million in the United States and Canada and $502.9 million in other territories for a worldwide total of 88 it were eight hundred and eighty-two point four million. Yeah, so almost, almost to billion. that Billy mark, <laughs> almost. dude. Almost to that Billy. I think it'll reach it. Probably. 
So some trivia for you, Nick. Sam Raimi initially didn't want to direct any future superhero films, having lost faith in himself due to the critical and audience backlash he received from Spider-Man 3 and the studio interference from Sony. However, getting a call from his agent about a film encouraged him to try again. And uh, he thoroughly enjoyed the first Doctor Strange film, which made him want to uh, tackle this one. Yeah, which is great. And I'm glad he did it. And I'm glad they gave him some free reign with it, you know. And Elizabeth Olsen flew to London to work on the film just two days after she finished filming WandaVision, which is... They got her busy as fuck. And it's like, it's just like even last week with the the Ty West thing when he asked uh, Mia Goth to do the prequel to X. It's like, once you have that actress or actor uh there why not just pull the trigger so that that's that's neat i mean it sucks for her but this is one i knew about uh doctor that sam raimi had references to doctor strange in spider-man 2 they actually i think they actually say stephen strange or something like that in spider-man 2 well i guess joe's pizza where peter parker's working at the beginning of spider-man 2 uh, the billboard showing Mary Jane. They're, it's located on uh, Bleecker, Street. Bleecker Street, which is where uh, Doctor Strange uh, Santorum is actually located yeah, as well. Sanctum Santorum. Uh, yeah, and uh, and the name of Doctor Strange is suggested to J. Jonah Jameson as a possible name for Doctor Octavius, to which Jameson replies, "But it's taken." Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in a while, yeah. so, so I don't exists. remember that. But. He exists, and um, most of. MCU films are released under the genres of action, comedy, drama, sci-fi, and fantasy, while this is the first MCU film to be released under the horror genre, which is why we are doing it. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely is a, a slight horror film, not all the way, but... Yeah, his mo- I loved it. His movie was originally meant to be before Spider-Man No Way Home, but during the COVID-19 pandemic forced the schedules to be altered and his movie uh, to come after it. So yeah, that's which I kind of I like it that way. I, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see what it would have been like if it was before it, you know? Right. Because Spider-Man No Way Home was they would have had to change both movies quite a bit because like Spider-Man No Way Home like introduced the kind of multiverse a little bit, you know? Right. And then like it would have been flipped where this would have introduced it. And then Spider-Man No Way Home would have happened. I don't know how that would have worked out. And it would have been completely different. For anybody that doesn't know, um, what was I going to say? Damn, no, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is the fifth MCU film in a row after Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home to be denied a release in China. I don't know why all the other ones were. Well, I know Eternals was denied because of gay characters, and this one was denied because uh, America Chavez's is parents LB, are gay. Is, yes. Yes. So that it's connection. Fucked. China's fucked. And uh, according to director Sam Raimi, almost 40 minutes of additional scenes were cut from the film during post-production. Yeah, release the Raimi cut. I'm sure I want will. it. While Doctor Strange and America are tumbling through several universes that make up the multiverse, there's a brief moment where another variation of New York Street is shown and a taxi cab with the logo Grindhouse releasing is on the roof of the car. Yeah. Grindhouse is the theatrical dis- distributor for Sam Raimi's first feature film, The Evil Dead. Yeah. And The Beyond. Yeah. So, And we'll be, do- be doing The Beyond next. So that's, uh, that's cool. The film's title is a play on the H.P. Lovecraft horror novel At the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. So that's neat. And it could also be a play on In the Mouth of Madness, too. Ah, yeah. buzzing. Ah. The film was released on May 6, 2022, 
uh, consequently, it is coincidentally. coincidentally. God, coincidentally is the same day that the canceled Spider-Man Four film was going to be released eleven years prior to the day. Yeah, and it was going to be directed by Sam Raimi. So yeah. that's weird. The universe works in mysterious ways. The multiverse works in mysterious yeah. ways. Well, he didn't want it. Fucking Sam Raimi didn't want to put uh, Venom in Spider-Man Three, but Sony was like, "We want Venom." Right. Boo. Yeah. All right, Nick, you ready to throw tomatoes? No one's done Venom yet. No one's done fucking Venom right yet. Oh, I'm gonna rip these guys a new asshole because I already know the critics are gonna fucking. They're gonna. I, a lot of people didn't like this movie for some reason, and uh, yeah, I fought with a lot of people on the internet. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, I didn't really fight with them. It's like I, I kind of I know why a lot of why some people didn't like it, and it's because uh, people just don't like horror, and a lot of people don't like Sam Raimi's uh, directing style. By the way, Crimes of the Future has a 78 right now. Yeah, and this has a 74% to me critic score and an 86% audience score. Which I could see that. I could see, uh, you know, the fans liking yeah. it more so than the critics. So. And, uh, Poopy scoopy. We're running slightly low on time next, so no news today. We're going to do Throwing Tomatoes yeah. and cut it out, but yeah, that's okay. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Huh. How do I get doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo? Oh, what were you pointing at something? It? No. Sorry, people were trying to navigate through this. There you go. Rotten. Wow, 109 rottens. Yeah, we'll go through a few of them here. Yeah, very little madness in this multiverse, says Kent. Kent. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever. Right, Kent. Mad about movies podcast, you don't really matter too much. David Back says, when it's fun, it's very fun, but it's never enough to free itself from the studio's grasp. But what do you mean? What what grasp, though? Because I feel right. like the studio let Raimi do what he fucking wanted. Right. They definitely let him do a lot more than most people do, you know? Hmm. Like, usually they don't give directors as much freedom as they seem to have given him. I mean, yeah, they're obviously going to make them follow the story because and the MCU a has a direction and they want to keep it moving in that direction. Right, and it's a Marvel movie, so you're not going to stop being a Marvel movie. Right. I mean... So what'd you want? I, I, feel, I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this one gets gets uh, an extra star from me for not being so much of a Marvel movie. But I guess people can see it in different ways, so I'm not going to totally slam David for it, but I don't feel like the studio had that big of a hold on this movie. And if it, if, if they did, I missed it. If David saw something that I didn't see, then that's the way that goes. The next guy has the same, uh, <laughs> same name as our cousin, but it's not him. So uh, Michael says... There is an army of promotional appearances from other Marvel characters. Ultimately, a story is told that is relatively uninteresting and assuredly repetitive. It is also excessively loud and remarkably bland visually. Really? I thought the I visuals were great it. in this movie. I was interested the whole time. It didn't have a slow moment. Nope. At all. Mm -mm. It took off running. It was and like bang, bang, slow bang. Down. That's why this next fucking mark here. Well, and I think it goes back to what I always say, too, where... People want their stories just easily digestible, and this one is not. So I feel story. like when stories are all over the place, people 
become uninterested because they don't want to think. Yeah. So I feel like Michael just didn't want to think. Yeah. And Mark is a fucking idiot. I yawned myself silly in my theater row where two guys who'd extended their seats in the movie beds curled up fast asleep. This boredom is a real shame because the subject matter is cutting edge. We actually have many selves living in other dimensions. Like, how is it boring? What's a movie bed? I don't want to lay in a movie bed. I'll fall asleep. A lot of theaters have recliners and stuff. Well, yeah, I've done the whole recliner thing in LA. How I, Like I said, it's just... It doesn't slow down. How is it boring at all? Unless you're not a Marvel fan, I guess. But if you're not a Marvel fan, why are you seeing this movie? It's a 28th film in the Marvel universe. Like, if you don't like Marvel, you wouldn't watch 28 of them. Yeah, it's like... And if you didn't watch WandaVision or even, uh, for those who don't know, Loki kind of opened the whole multiverse uh, storyline. So if you haven't watched those two, you're kind of lost anyway. So you're not going to find it. Loki's the whole reason why the multiverse is a thing because before loki they basically they broke the timeline right so they made it so different universes existed before this the multi the multiverse didn't even exist so loki is basically why we even have a multiverse so yeah you kind of do have to watch loki and wandavision does help correct and uh this next one a mild improvement over its nigh unwatchable predecessor. I loved the first Doctor Strange. I mean, I'm not going to side with David here. I don't think it was the strongest story ever, but I don't hate it. It's definitely not unwatchable. No. (laughs) Definitely not unwatchable. I I definitely go back and watch it. Actually, it's been so long, I probably will. Probably like three, four times. And it's tough to... um, And not that it, like you said, not that it wasn't unwatchable. I feel like it's just tough to go back and remember that movie because it was so long before this one. And like we said before, his character has been reintroduced in other Marvel movies so much that you kind of forget that he had his own standalone movie at first. You know what I mean? Because he's been, like you said, he was such a big part of Infinity War and Endgame. Right. So. Yeah. uh, I mean, it would have been nice to have some kind of uh, recap at the beginning. They never really do it for movies. Mm -hmm. But that's what I really liked about Kenobi. The opening of it is they went back and they cut scenes out of the prequels that basically caught you up and 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 that was funny too when i first started watching kenobi it's like you know how it says like in the corner it's like skip recap and i'm like yeah. i'm like at first i'm you know obviously i didn't press it but i'm like what recap and then when they started recapping the prequels to kind of get you caught up as to what's going on because kenobi yeah. is like 10 years after episode three right and uh i was like when the recap was over i sat there for a minute and i'm like that recap made the prequels look a lot cooler than they were. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very well cut together. They took like a lot of the best parts of the prequels. Right. And, and they're like, here you go. Like, yeah. Right. And then somebody else Quick is going to go back minute. and watch all of them and be like, what is this garbage? Right. Which no, I mean, it, the pre- even, even Ewan McGregor said in interviews that the prequels get a lot more love now than they did when they first came out. And he said yeah. it was really discouraging that um, they got slammed as much as they did when they were first released. But he said over time, People have, uh, you know, every generation has their own Star Wars. And uh, and I feel like even my generation and, and, and those before me who grew up with the originals still uh, respect the prequels more so now than we did before because the Disney sequels sucked so much. But um, no, we'll, let's, let's, let's do one more review here, Nick, and then we're going to hang it up. Yeah. Uh, 
Good to see Realmy back at the helm, says Tom Meek, but all the Marvel madness, which can infuriate with its tie-ins and uh, obligatory backstories, get double-loaded with a whole multiverse shebang. I mean, it's, it's a little hard to follow, but it's not enough to give it an original score right. of two out of four. Like, I didn't it, get lost at all. Right. I mean, yeah, it was, I'll agree, there's a lot right. that you have to know and watch and there's a lot that they try to fit in here, but I think he did the best he could with what he had to tie in. Right, you know? and a lot of these reviews are basically kind of saying the same thing, that it was a huge visual spectacle that kind of overshadowed a, a, a confusing storyline, but I feel like if you follow it correctly, yeah. it isn't really that confusing. If you pay close enough attention and you're not a potato, you can pretty much figure it out you know right well nick we're gonna wrap it up here yeah and uh so no uh, no news is today huh no no news today i mean no we're, news we're, we're running a little short on time i yeah. mean like i said the uh the halloween ends trailer is coming out soon yeah there's, uh, that. there's a video game that was released recently or is going to be released recently but you know how they have like, those video game cons where they kind of give teasers or whatever yeah. uh the creator of dead space is doing one that's getting really oh, good reviews nice. i forget what it's called you'd have to look it up but uh, yeah. and, and the uh, Halloween Ends trailer comes out this month, so those are two All things right. to look forward to. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that trailer when it drops for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. I'm excited about that one. So Nick, Doctor Strange, uh, in the multiverse of madness, out of five multiverses, what do you give Doctor Strange? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, four. Ooh. I'm I gonna, loved it. I'm going to go. I say I didn't love it as much as you did. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Right. I mean, I it's tough because as much as I talk on the show about how I don't like lists, I feel like there are certain Marvel movies that I like better than others. And when you have 28 of them now, I probably wouldn't put it in my top 10. So I'm going to go like 3.75, which on our on our rating scale is still watchable, just not like yeah. legend status. Four's legend status for it, us, it which might I, be I knew. in my top ten. Really? Yeah, I cannot until another wait one comes out. Till Thor. Thor looks fun. Yeah. You know, the first teaser trailer, I was just kind of like, meh, dude. And then they had the full trailer come out, and I'm like, okay, now you have my dude, attention. Christian Bale as Gore looks fucking right? ridiculous. Right? And that's and the one thing about Mar- hell. That's one thing about Marvel too is they don't skimp on the actors. They're like, yeah. who can we get that's top notch? And a lot of people are like, oh, he doesn't look like he does in the comics. It's like, what you wanted to take in CGI Christian Bale's face? Like he's <sighs> a great fucking emoter with his face, and he's a great actor. Like, why would you want to? cover his face right and remove his nose and give him tentacles in the back of his head speaking of like cameos and surprises and stuff like that while i'm not going to spoil it at all are you caught up on kenobi no oh that third episode i know are you you so one and two you haven't watched three yeah man that's what we're doing after i'm gonna watch it later well Well, we'll watch it later i have to pick up the kids but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll have to. I no, was gonna definitely. probably watch it later. Oh, you're not gonna be disappointed. And uh, and yeah, uh, yeah and so Miss Marvel drops next Wednesday. Also, the eighth. Yeah, I think something. Like yeah, that. next Wednesday it yeah. starts every Wednesday. So if you're uh, a Marvel person like me, 
that's going to be dropping every Wednesday from next Wednesday on yeah, for a lot of like what? It's six th- or eight weeks, something like that. They're usually probably six to eight, six episodes. To eight episodes usually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you, if you're a Marvel fan, you got that stuff coming up and uh, check out Dr. Strange two. That yeah. is it for episode 20, Nick. I can't yeah. believe it. 20. 20. So yeah, not, uh, not next week, but the week after, uh, our podcast is going to be old enough to drink. Until yeah. then, this is Shaggy and Nick from Camp Studios. This has been an Idiotville production, and we will see you guys later. Yeah, I hope you liked me nerding the fuck out in an MCU movie. Yeah, we I finally fin- got to do one. We on finally the gave finally Thank gave you Nick Sam Raimi. Yeah, finally gave Nick his uh, Marvel moment on the show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, be good. Yeah, love, peace, all that shit. Peace outside. Bye.